praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. This is your host, Elder Gregory Newsom, with the Faith in God Internet TV broadcast. I want to say God bless you today. Today is a great day. And we're glad to be in it. We thank God for the opportunity to be back this week. We have a word from the Lord. Uh, we want to get right into it. But we definitely want to uh, get our sidebar and have prayer. And uh, first thing we want to do is give honor to God who's ahead of our life and to our honorable pastor and the person of Bishop uh, Dr. Ellis Murchison, Sr. of the Pentecostal Power Church and Lady Paulette. Murchison, our first lady of the Pentecostal Power Church, and to my own wife, Missionary Newson, and to all the saints of God, we want to say, uh, God bless you. And uh, we had a, a beautiful service on yesterday. Uh, our bishop uh, delivered uh, a very, very uh, strengthening message for the for the believers to stay with the task of uh, carrying the uh, apostles' doctrine and uh, the teachings of Christ. And so uh, we were encouraged uh, by our pastor to stay with it, and that's what we intend to do. You know, him being our leader and our mentor, you know, we're going to stay with it. I know I'm not looking... Uh, for popularity and not seeking for popularity, but he already told me when I first got in the ministry that uh, when you preach holiness, you ain't going to be popular. And so I've definitely made that uh, my choice and decision uh, to stay with the word and preach and teach the apostles' doctrine. And so we're going to stay with it and... Uh, uh, we know Jesus is a friend that stick closer than any brother. And so if we're going to be hated for the name of Jesus, then uh, I feel it's my responsibility and obligation to give you the whole truth and the whole counsel of God. And I'm not going to hold back anything. I'm going to give you just what thus said the Lord. And so we want to go before the Lord in prayer. Uh, as we give him thanks and give him praise. Uh, let us pray for those that are sick among us. Let us pray for our essential workers, uh, those that are affected with COVID, those that got other health issues and uh, health circumstances going on. Let us continue to pray for our presiding bishop, Bishop Floyd Scott, uh, and also our assisting presiding bishop, uh, Dr. Charles Bennett and Mother Bennett and the saints there in Lebanon and just the saints everywhere, all churches, let us pray, saints. Uh, let us pray for the mothers in our church, uh, pray for our deacons, pray for uh, the leadership. And so let us pray one for another because there's much to pray for. And in terms of this country, this is my sidebar, and we're going to go into prayer. A nation that forget God in Revelations, he said, 
You know, you know what it says. Going to be turned into ashes. And so we can see it's not going to get no better for this country. So let us pray for those that have to live down through here that God may uh, give us the strength and the weather with all uh, to carry the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ, that souls might be saved. All right, so let us pray at this time. We want to go before the Lord. Eternal God, our Savior, in the precious name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you. We praise you. We magnify and lift up your holy name in the precious name of Jesus. Lord, send your anointing. Go before us, Lord. As we go into your word, direct us, O God. Lead and guide us. Oh, God, and what we should say and what we should speak on concerning the body of Christ. And, Father, we thank you. We forever give you glory and praise. Strengthen us now. Encourage us now. Take us through, Lord. And we'll do just what you want us to do. And, Father, we thank you. We forever give you glory. We give you the honor and the praise. And we give you the thanks in Jesus' name. Thank God. Amen. And amen. Praise God. We're going to be short today. We want to exhort you here. Um, we're coming from, uh, we want you to turn your Bible to 2 Corinthians chapter 13. Uh, last week we talked about a few things and we're going to, we have a four part series, but we're going to, we're going to pick it back up on Wednesday. We got a four part series and we worked on uh, part number one on last week. And part number one last week was church discipline. And uh, we're going to be talking about uh, on Wednesday, we're going to pick it back up. We got a new topic coming up Wednesday. And uh, we're going to still be in uh, some parts of Corinthians, but we got a four-part series, you know, one uh, dealing with uh, disorder in the church, uh, division in the church, number two, and number three is going to be avoiding sexual sins. And so we're going to be talking about all those things, which is derived from the major topic, church discipline. And so that was our first topic. But uh, we're going to be going through the series of disorder in the church, division in the church, and avoiding sexual sins. And so we're going to talk about it. We want to talk about everything else, but let's talk about these sexual sins, too. Because uh, uh, it's not it's not lying. It's not the only sin, and backbiting is not the only sin that's happening in in our ministries and our churches. There's infidelity and sexual sins that are going on, and uh, God want to put a stop to it. And the only way we can put a stop to it is we need to talk about it. We need to have a discussion uh, according to the word of the Lord how we should handle these things. And so we're going to talk about. It. All right, we're going to bring you scripture. We ain't giving you our opinion. And, uh, you know, we're going to talk about our experiences and, and other things that uh, will kind of help enlighten you uh, to stay away from these things that will cause you uh, to be in sin. And so we're going to, today we're going to talk about, uh, just so you know, uh, the God of love and peace be with you. And so we're going to start out today exhorting you that the God of love and peace be with you if you do these things in uh, Corinthians 
first Corinthians, I mean, second, second Corinthians chapter 13. I'm sorry. Uh, if you do these things in second Corinthians, uh, chapter 13, and we're going to read like one through 11 or 12. If you do these things, then the God of peace and love, the God of love and peace is going to be with you. All right. And so we want to encourage you, uh, to stay, uh, with the Lord and uh, continue to seek his face. And so let us go into the word of the Lord um, in uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 13. And so let us, uh, let us talk about it for a minute here, these scriptures here. And uh, 13 and 1, it says, This is the third time I am coming to you. And uh, Paul uh, talks to them. Uh, he had to go to them the third time. And he said he would not spare these unrepentant sinners because he was letting them know he meant business. And uh, this is the Apostle Paul. And this is what I'm saying um, to the body of believers today as I get started. I'm going to start with my sidebar. You know, uh, you know, we're not supposed to be uh, tolerating sin. Now, as, as leaders and, uh, you know, uh, pastors and shepherds and, you know, uh, spiritual uh, overseers uh, we have the responsibility to love everybody but we should not tolerate sin and because God is not going to tolerate it and so we have to be understanding we have to take an approach and appeal to correct and encourage and uh, show love as many has shared before you know uh we're not going to just be quick to discipline somebody. I want to make sure I make this clear. You know, discipline ought to be the last thing uh, on the list that we want to uh, apply. But you got some folk in the last day, they just rebellious and they just ain't going to, you know, they just ain't going to heed. And this where the discipline come in at when you just want to be stiff-necked and hard-headed and don't want to submit yourself to them that have the rule over you according to the word of God. And so for those of you that are so critical, you know, of uh, the apostles teaching, I'm, uh, I'm really uh, directing this to you because you need to understand that the apostles was handpicked and chosen by God to carry out his holy oracles concerning the church. And if you want, if you want to be in the church, and you want to be uh, with Jesus and be associated with God and holiness, then you need to take the heed to this apostle doctrine. Now, if you think, you know, if if you think you just going to, um, if you think you just gonna do uh, whatever you want to do, and call yourself saved and sanctified. And you on your way to heaven anyhow. I'm here to let you know what Paul told the Corinthians. So take a look at this. Paul said to them that he was not going to spare these unrepentant sinners. And his actions included in confronting uh, them and publicly denouncing the behavior. You know, you know, we need to, uh, you know, we need to stop having this secret love. And uh, let people know up front what God is calling for. And I just want to say uh, I thank God for my bishop, Bishop Murchison. I thank God for my pastor because 
you know, he taught me uh, according to the word of God. Stay with the word, and uh, if people uh, have a problem with that, then they got a problem with God. And so that's, that's what I believe. I believe what the Bible teaches and what the Bible says. He says uh, in Hebrews 12 and 14, you know, and I, I just want to make sure that uh, we all understand that. You know, in Hebrews 12 and 14, he says, follow peace uh, with all men and holiness without to which no man shall see the Lord. And so if you talking about seeing the Lord, you need to be holy. And you need to you need to follow peace with all men. And so I just want to uh, make sure that you understand uh he says in verse 15, looking diligently, lest any man fell the grace of God unless a root of bitterness springing up trouble you and uh, thereby may be defiled, lest there be any fornicators or profane person as Esau, who for one morsel of meat sold his birthright. And so this is for y'all that, you know, this is, this is for... This is for, you know, this is a mediator's class, but this is for people just want to, you know, they just want to sell out, you know. They want to sell out and they want to say holiness is too strict, you know. Holiness is, you know, uh, legalism, you know. People want to, you know, they use every kind of excuse to justify their wrong action. But Apostle Paul here, he confronted them and he denounced the behavior and he told them they need to exercise discipline by calling them before the church leaders and excommunicating them from the church. And I talked about it last week on this church discipline thing. You know, uh, you know, you know, if you just ain't going, if you just ain't going to do what the pastor say, if you ain't going to just obey Bishop, then it's time for you to go. I'm just going to say it because I, I just don't have no uh, way to dance around it. You know, if you ain't going to obey the pastor, it's time for you uh, to get on up out of there. Because God has called him and put him in place to lead you to heaven and try to get you saved and try to get you uh, in relationship with God. And if you're not going to accept uh, the word of God that comes from the man of God or the men of God, then ain't no sense you just... Uh, sitting there on your way to hell i'm just gonna say it you know i don't know how to i don't know how to put no sugar on that one you just gonna sit there and cause problems and defy the pastor and the teachings that the pastor you sitting back whispering in other people's ears and they trying to be saved i hear you whispering i'm gonna let you know you know i'm just gonna be honest with you i'm gonna let you know if i hear you whispering behind the bishop back i'm just gonna let you know i mean you just gonna have to i don't know sit down in the office and talk to the bishop because my thing is enough. We, we need to just, you know, do what Paul did, confront some of this stuff. And, uh, and you posting, you know, you posting stuff on Facebook that uh, is not in agreement with the word of God. We just need to sit down and have a Bible study. Praise God. And the Bible did say, come, let us reason together. So if you got something you need to say, uh, please call me, 414 6280568 and we can open up the crack open the bible and we can go through some scriptures and talk about it all right but uh we're not going to discuss my opinion or your opinion let us talk bible 
That's what I want to talk about. We want to talk about what Apostle Paul did with these members here in Corinthians. Take a look at it. So before you disagree with me, read uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 13. Before you get an opinion and get upset and, uh, you know, I know I, I'm not, uh, I don't have to be the sharpest knife in the drawer. But uh, the only thing I know is the word is a two-edged sword and it'll cut you. And so I'm not trying to cut anybody. But if the word cuts you, then you just cut. And so let us, uh, let us take a look at this. He said, this is the third time that I'm coming to you. And he says, in the mouth of two or three witnesses, shall every word be established. And he said, I told you before and foretell you as if I was present. The second time and being absent now, I write unto you, which is the third time. To them which hear to for have sinned. He's talking about a brother, sister that have sinned. And so if you have sinned, this uh, particular chapter applies to your situation. And he says, and to all other. So Paul is saying to everybody, all right, this is going to break it down to you. And he says that if I come again, I will not spare. Lord have mercy. We talking about, you know, uh, the way uh, leaders are pastoring in these last days. You ought to be dancing with the kind of, you know, encouragement and rebuke we get today. Because if we got it like when we were coming up, if half of you, um, I don't know, I, I just don't like making comparison because that's not really a good analogy. But I'm going to have to do it today, you know, because we're we not comparing ourselves by ourselves. But I'm just making a uh, an analogy that if we talking about going way back, because uh, uh, my bishop made a point. Do you want how far you want to go back? Do you want to go back to 1920s where you couldn't straighten your hair? And so I, I'm I'm uh, I'm inclined to uh, you know uh, look at the Word of God and just deal with we ain't got to go way back. We just got to stay with the Word. Praise God, because some things we did. Uh, we're not scripture. So I'm going I'm I'm to help you with your uh, theology. Some things we did were not scripture, but they were a fence and they were a guide and they were for our protection and they were there to keep us uh, in line, which I think was uh, all good. But we made it bad when we started uh, tearing down the fence. And so I just say to the people of God, before you tear the fence down first, uh, do like my, my bishop had advised, you know, and I learned from my bishop and my pastor that before you tear the fence down, first uh, try to get some help and understanding with why the fence was up in the first place. And maybe you can get an understanding about, you know, whether it should stay there or not. But if you just tear the fence down and don't understand that the fence was up for, you know, uh, a good reason for your safety and protection, and you tear it down, and now all kinds of, oh, Lord, all kinds of stuff is coming in, then now you know why the fence was up. And so I just want to say that. And so let us um, go through this scripture here. I'm in uh, 
2 Corinthians 13 and 3. Now, Paul said he wasn't going to spare. And so uh, we sparing folk in these last days. We got to examine the apostles' action and find out if we're uh, governing the church according to the apostles' doctrine. Are we just governing the church how we feel or how we see fit? I want to make sure if I'm doing anything for the Lord, I'm doing it according to uh, the teachings of Christ and the apostles. All right. And so that's what we're going to, that's what we aim to, that's what we aim to uh, follow after the scriptures. All right. That's our number one aim is to be governed by the Holy ghost and uh, have it tapered with love and uh, not be so quick to judge and uh, discipline. But, I'll say it again for those of you that may not heard me clearly that if you just going to rebel and not uh, try to comply with the teachings of the word of God, then this is where Paul was. He said, I'm not going to spare you. All right. Paul said, I'm not going to spare you because you rebelling. I'm just going to break it down for you. But since she seek a proof of Christ speaking in me, Cause that's the first thing they want to say, you know, did God say that? You know, first thing people say, did God tell you to say that? And that's what they question about apostle Paul. They wanted to seek proof that Christ was speaking in Paul. They thought Paul was a rough character. All right. Like some of you think, you know, I don't know. Some of us are, but that's your opinion. But we stand with the word. All right. And it says here, uh, speaking, in me, Christ speaking in me, since you seek a proof of Christ speaking in me. I'm in Second uh, Corinthians 13 and 3, which to you word is weak, but is might in you. And for though he was crucified through weakness, yet he lived by the power of God. For we also are weak in him, but we shall live in him by the power of God toward you. And so that's what we seek to do, you know, live in the power of God toward you, uh, you know, in the Holy Ghost. And so if God lead and direct, you know, us to, uh, you know, deal with certain scriptures, we're going to go according to what the Holy Ghost gave us. And this is what the Lord gave us today when we open up our Bible and start, uh, you know, meditating on the scriptures and start talking about uh, this week's lesson. All right. This, this week's study. And so this is where we were directed to go. And so I'm just going with the, with the flow of the Holy Ghost. And uh, I hope you uh, uh, can respect that. All right? Because uh, I don't want to just be, you know, uh, picking stuff to talk about. I, I, I asked the Lord, what do you want me to say, Lord? And so this is where we're going, what the Lord directed me to go. And so... I'm not going to say the Lord said. I'm going to say this is where I was led to go, by the Lord. All right? Because too many of us are lying on the Lord. And so let us let us deal with it. Uh, 2 Corinthians 13 and 4. For though he was crucified through weakness, yet he lived by the power of God. For ye also weaken him, but shall live with him by the power of God toward you. And that's what we should do. We should be living by the power of God toward each other. All right. And uh, verse number five, 
We're going to stop at 11, but we want to read down 13 and 5. He said, examine yourself whether you be in the faith and prove your own selves. He says, examine yourselves whether ye be in the faith. Prove your own selves. Know ye not your own selves how that Jesus Christ is in you except ye be reprobate. But I trust that ye shall know that ye are not reprobates. We have to examine ourselves every day. We have to examine our action every day. And we know we're not reprobates. Believers, we know you're not reprobated. And so, but that still gives you the uh, responsibility and obligation to examine yourself. You still got to examine yourself. And he says here, now I pray to God that ye do no evil. Not that we should stand approved, but that ye should do that which is honest. Though we be as reprobates. For we can do nothing against the truth, but for the truth. And this is what I wanted to get to, because if you find yourself speaking against truth, you got to examine yourself to find out if you reprobate it. Because you can't do nothing against this truth. What God said, he meant for us to walk in uh, holiness and sobriety, praise God. And so what God meant for the church, he meant it. And so we cannot uh, do nothing against the truth, but we can do everything for the truth. Because we have a mandate from God to tell the truth, praise God. Tell the gospel, the good news. And so you can't do nothing against the truth, but you can do something for the truth. And you, if you obey this truth, the God of love and peace will be with you. I want to let you know the God of love and peace will be with you. That's if you uh, walk in this truth. And he says, for we are glad when we are weak, ye are strong. And this also we wish even your perfection. Therefore, I write these things being absent, lest being present, I should use sharpness according to the power which the Lord has given me to edification and not to destruction. Paul is saying uh, what I'm saying to you. I'm not trying to kill you. Praise God. Paul was letting them know just like parents want their children to grow into mature adults. Paul wanted the Corinthian church to grow as mature into mature believers. And that's all I'm saying. I'm saying the same thing the apostle said. If you want to grow into a mature believer, you got to get to a point where you can accept truth. If you can't accept truth, you still on milk. All right. And not on meat. And as we share the good news, our goal is uh, should not be uh, to see others profess faith. And or begin attending church, but see them mature in their faith. This is what I'm saying. 
it's time out for just seeing people show up in attendance to church, but they don't grow up into mature believers. You still on milk, you know? And so it's a, it's good to come to church and that's what we, that's our duty and responsibility. But when we get there, we need to take in this doctrine so we can grow and stop speaking against the truth. You know, because the pastor preached holiness yesterday and the church was quiet. And that should not, oh, Lord have mercy. Well, I ain't going to say it should not be because it was. But in these last days, God is letting me know everybody that's saying, Lord, Lord, ain't going to enter into heaven. You can, Lord, Lord, you can sing, you can jump, you can shout, you can dance, you can run, you can preach. But if you don't obey this gospel, in hell will you lift up your eyes. And I'm not advocating um, that anyone uh, uh, should uh, be, uh, uh, you know, a, a member or, or a visitor or uh, directed to hell. You know, we want you to be saved. But if you don't want to go to hell, you need to take heed to this word. And the God of love and peace will be with you if you take this truth in. I want to let you know. I got to get out of here. I think I didn't, I think I didn't uh, got to the point I want to get to. But I want to um, I want to say to you. Going to church is one thing, and professing faith is another thing. Attending church is another thing. But to see a believer mature in their faith, that's by aiming high. Don't set your sights too low. Problem is, we aim too low. And that's why we haven't landed in an area of our faith that will propel us, you know, uh, into the present. Some of us still living in the past. And there's nothing you can do about uh, yesterday or tomorrow. And Bishop made that real clear yesterday. Ain't nothing you can do about yesterday or tomorrow. But you can right now take this truth in and the God of love and the God of peace will be with you. I'm going to say this to you. He didn't, Paul said, I'm not doing it for your destruction. I'm not saying this to offend you. Neither am I. But verse number 11, he said, finally, brethren, farewell. Be perfect. Be of good comfort. Be of one mind. Live in peace. And the God of love and peace shall be with you. Paul gave these closing words to help the saints remember the need for the church. And uh, it's still fitting for the church today that these qualities are not present. What do you mean, Elder Newsom? These qualities of one mind, the church believers walking in peace and love, the God of love and peace will be with you. So 
we need to be perfect, which means to be complete or mature, be of good comfort, be of one mind, and live in peace. It's the four things. These are these are the four cornerstones. I call them I call them the four cornerstones of our faith. Be perfect. Be of good comfort. Be of one mind and live in peace. Because the God of love and peace will be with you. And so we need to uh, have these traits uh, in us so that uh, these qualities are present in our lives and that there's no problems in the church that can't be dealt with in the church. There is no problem in the church that can't be dealt with. Sometimes we want to run out and get, you know, uh, you know, outside counselors and advisors involved. But everything that's in the church, God has it there to help edify the body of believers. And we need to make sure that we deal uh, with issues and not just gloss over problems and conflicts and difficulties. But we need to make sure that uh, we don't uh, produce any more unhealthy atmosphere by neglect and denial and withdrawal and bitterness. You see more people withdrawing from each other and, oh, Lord, have mercy. We're going to get into it. I got to go. We're going to get into it later on in the week. So we ask that you would stay with us while we talk about 13 and 11. We're going to go back to 2 Corinthians 13 and 11. We're going to pick it back up, but we're going to pick up the next topic. Uh, and so... I just want to let you know today that if you receive the apostles' teachings, the God of love and peace will be with you. If you be perfect, be a good comfort, be a one mind, and live in peace with each other. And so those are my final words uh, as um, your host and teacher today. Elder Gregory Newsom with the Faith in God Internet TV. Uh, we want to say God bless you, and we love you with the love of the Lord. Until next time, please join us back here on the Faith in God Internet TV. God bless you in Jesus' name.